Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast. I look to bring you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Wednesday as we inch closer and closer to the weekend. Right now, I'm going to be talking about an announcement made about a brand new Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander. And I'm also going to be previewing this upcoming weekend ahead to start off the fall movie season. But first, the big news I want to talk about today is some big trending trailers that came out. The first one I do want to get into is one that came out earlier this morning for the film Just Crazy. It stars Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Rob Morgan, Tim Blake Nelson, and Brie Larson. It's about uh, an attorney named Brian Stevenson taking on the case of a man imprisoned for murder. And again, stars Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And I remember seeing pictures of this one, first look exclusives and articles for this movie. And it looked pretty interesting. And seeing the trailer, it, it got me interested. But this seems like another kind of paint-by-the-number courtroom drama. Something I think especially, something that came out a few years ago that starred Chadwick Boseman as well. This is a movie that to me is, again, a paint-by-the-numbers. But it has a very intriguing cast that I think when you have a movie like this, even though it is paint by the, it looks paint by the numbers. Really, it's about the cast that I think can intrigue people to go out and see this kind of movie. And when you look at this cast again, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, two dynamite actors right there. One an Academy Award winner, another one who's becoming one of the best actors in the game right now. Then you have Brie Larson, who's also an Academy Award winner. So this could really. And even though it is, again, paint by the numbers, it can really kind of go upwards and traject upwards into being something that I think makes it special because of the cast. But seeing this one, it didn't interest me all that much, but I'm excited to see how this cast interacts together. I think when you see the beginning of the trailer, especially between that that tense moment between Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan, I think that is really, really an interesting dynamic between the two of them. And if they have great chemistry, I think this movie can really explode off the screen but besides that everything else is kind of something that I've seen with A Time to Kill or even something like A Few Good Men in some cases that you kind of know where it's going to lead it's probably going to lead into a feel-good ending it's something that you see Michael B. Jordan's character who's doing something great for the people and that the people that might not have a voice to really be heard and that maybe they are wrongfully convicted he gives a voice to them. So I think, especially in, in today's day and age, that could be a really good message. But I think everything else looks kind of cookie cutter and paint by the numbers. I don't know if it's going to garner any kind of awards nominations. I mean, when you look at the cast for it, I, again, the cast, I definitely could see maybe something. But I just don't think it has enough there. It hasn't been on the festival circuit. And I don't think this, even though it is kind of early for award season, this this time in the game, I don't think this movie is going to garner any kind of a claim whatsoever, maybe for the cast, but I think that's going to be it. But again, Just Crazy premieres in December. Are you guys excited for this one? Let me know if you are. The next one I want to get into is one I think that is a very intriguing, and it starred a, a something that that was a, a, skit, a skit on Funny or Die, which is a YouTube channel produced and made by Will Ferrell. And it's a movie for Between Two Ferns, the movie, and it stars Zach Galifianakis, who in this short kind of skit thing that he did he basically interviewed a bunch of celebrities a bunch of people 
and basically he it was kind of like a fun skit thing and Zach Galifianakis who has gotten into more of serious territory in the last few years kind of got, it got his roots in comedy specifically when you look at the hangover in 09 that really kind of broke through with the three of Ed Helms Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis this was something else that I think a lot of people knew him for and apparently the plot of it is that Will Ferrell who again created the funnier die channel he basically put this out on the web and people are making fun of it and Zach Galifianakis feels like his reputation was tarnished with this happening so he wants to go out and prove himself and prove that he can actually make it in the world and that he can actually do this show the way that he wants to do the show so it seems like a really fun comedy with a lot of great cameos so I'm really excited to see how they do this one it's a Netflix film so that means that they will probably go balls to the walls with this one and that there will be no holes barred for this movie. I think it's also perfect that Netflix, again, with the way that they kind of run things, that they don't release any kind of numbers, they don't rely on box office, they give all creative control to the artists for what they want to do. So I think for this movie, I think it's perfect for it to be released on Netflix, and I'm excited to see what Zach Galifianakis can do with this kind of little thing that could turn into a really big thing and maybe could garner some sequels. But I think for right now, Between Two Ferns, the movie, looks like something that could be an underrated gem for this fall season. And finishing off the trending trailers that happened today, the big one coming out that was a big surprise, I think, for everybody was the first trailer for the third film in the Bad Boys franchise, Bad Boys for Life. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence returning once again to their iconic roles of this franchise, once again going on a crazy adventure in the streets and beaches of Miami, Florida. And when I remember hearing about this one years and years ago and that Michael Bay was going to return for it because he directed the the first two and people wondering, is he going to come back again for this one? What's he, what kind of role is he going to have? Are they going to make a third one? And it was always up and down, up and down. There wasn't really anything solidifying it. And then I think a year or two ago, there was really starting to get some momentum going with this movie. And then all of a sudden we heard a big cast start to come with this one. He had Alexander Ludwig, Vanessa Hudgens, who are in the trailer. But we heard casting rumors, and then it was official that they were on board. So it really started to pick momentum up. And then we heard last year that they started to film. And so it really, the momentum was starting to go for it. And they had a release date for January 17th of next year for this movie to come out. So there was a lot of momentum riding on this movie to get made finally and we finally get the first trailer for it and for me the bad boys franchise is something of a guilty pleasure of mine and i know people are some avid fans of the franchise but for me it was just a fun dumb action movie with great comedy between martin lawrence and will smith and i wasn't overly excited about another bad boys movie i didn't know how it would be again they haven't really been on screen for many many years is the chemistry off and then seeing this trailer the the first scene when Will Smith is getting out of the Lamborghini and Martin Lawrence gets out and he dents the the Will Smith's car, just that banter between the two of them it was hysterical and it kept, just kept going through the two thirty for this first trailer and I was just in love with it. I was having fun with it. I was laughing at certain scenes. I was trying to contain my laughter because I was in a public place watching it, so I didn't want to belly laugh throughout the entire trailer because that's really what I was doing. I was trying to contain the belly laugh for this movie. And again, the movie could be awful. It could be utter garbage, especially when you have it coming out January 17th. 
But again, seeing the crazy action that you think it's Martin, that not not Martin Scorsese, Michael Bay. You think that it's Michael Bay directing it, but when in fact it is these two directors, Alden L. Aubrey and Bilal Falah, are the ones directing this movie. And so they seem to be nailing down the action aspect. And even though with the trailer, I will say sometimes with the music, which I really like the that rendition of Bad Boys. It, it felt a little disconjointed because sometimes I feel like when a trailer tries to really get going, they especially when they do the title cards of the of the, 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 the cast, you see Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, and it just felt a little just, just disconjointed at that point. But I think the music was still really cool. The action looks awesome. And, of course, the, the, the banter and the chemistry between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith to me really sold me on this trailer. And I'm excited to see it. I This movie – and I – it's 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 an interesting one. It could it be bad? Absolutely. It could be the worst movie of 2020 when it comes out in January. But I think for the studio, for them to put it out in January, and because this could very well be a summer movie film as well if they wanted to do it. But putting it out in January is one where you could really just kind of put the marketing all in at the beginning of the year on something like this. You have the cachet of a Will Smith who seems to be having kind of another renaissance year for him this year with Aladdin making a billion dollars and then coming out in October with Gemini Man. That could be a big hit and that will be solidifying Will Smith as being back on the map if that movie makes a lot of cash. But for Bad Boys for Life, this could be another one that really could solidify Will Smith as being kind of back on the map in some kind of way, being a, a movie Stark and not maybe as big as he once was years ago when he did the first Bad Boys and Independence Day and Men in Black, but something of a little resurgence, kind of like what Keanu Reeves is having right now as well, and a bunch of others. So I think for Will Smith, this could be something huge. I think it gets you on the cachet of him. I like the ending where you have Vanessa Hutchins and Alexander Ludwig, like I mentioned before, who were kind of seem like newcomers. I didn't know what role they were going to pose, but it seems like they're on the police force that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are on, and they're, they're singing Bad Boys. And I think that part was really funny where they're like, no, 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 your time's not now. It, it's still our time. And they go along the, the, the lines of, you know, this is the last time being Bad Boys. We'll see if that holds up, if the box office proves something else entirely, both negative or positive. So for Bad Boys, this is one that could be really interesting to see. When you look at the box office for the last two, the first Bad Boys opening weekend, it grossed $15 million. Worldwide, it grossed over $140 million. So there was some excitement. And the same thing with the first, with the second Bad Boys. There was an increase. Mind you, there, was, there wasn't this same... 10-plus year gap between the second one and now the third one, Bad Boys for Life, but there was, st- there was still some interest in the second one, which outgrossed the first one by both worldwide and opening weekend, opening weekend grossing $46 million and worldwide grossing $273 million worldwide at the box office. So we'll see if the same appeal is there. I think you for the studio, you can't lose in January one way or the other, but we'll see. This one piqued my excitement a little bit, so I'm excited to see where they go with Bad Boys for Life. But guys, are you interested in Bad Boys for Life? Does it interest you? Do any of these trending trailers interest you? Let me know down below and leave your thoughts in the comments section. Now moving on away from the trending trailers and going to some big news that happened today, that it is announced that a new Tomb Raider movie will be happening. The video game... The movie based off the video game, excuse me, of Laura Croft, played by Alicia Vikander back a few years ago, and it was one that I really enjoyed that movie, 
and it just seems like MGM really thought people enjoyed it as well. Made a lot of money for them. $274 million worldwide at the box office on a $94 million budget. They decided to announce a sequel that will be happening two years from now on March 19th, 2021. Alicia Vikander will be back playing the role, and, and there will be a new director at the helm, Ben Whitley, who has done a few indie movies such as Kill Us and Free Fire as well. So it seems like MGM was really happy about what happened with the last one before Angry Birds Movie 2 came out and before Detective Pikachu. It was the biggest movie, movie, video game movie to come out both on Rotten Tomatoes specifically because there was a very bad trend in video games and there hasn't been a lot of success like a billion dollar hit but Tomb Raider kind of brought some energy and some oomph back into the video game turn to movie adaptation franchise really and to see Alicia Vikander back in this role I'm really excited that they're bringing her back I think that while she won't be able to notch what Angelina Jolie did but I think with Angelina Jolie she was more of a she's a great actress but I think what she did was she they stuck more to the older video games while this one the Tomb Raider one stuck to the newer iteration of Lara Croft and the Tomb Raider video game franchise as you could really tell that the first one especially kind of drew inspiration from the first video game that came out in the early part of this decade. But it seems like they're going back again to the nitty gritty, hopefully, of this franchise that they did with the first Tomb Raider, Alicia Vikander. I think she's one of the best actresses today. She did a really good job. And even though the movie was okay, she was, I think, the biggest bright spot and the biggest praise out of them all that I think really without her performance, the movie isn't as good as it's, it's a bad movie. But I think her performance really glues the movie together as she's just an incredible actress and does a phenomenal job. And what's interesting is that there was a lot more domestic, no, excuse me, there was a lot more international interest in this movie than there was domestically. Domestic world, overall, it grossed $58 million, which is only 21% of the profit made from Tomb Raider, while internationally it made $216 million, making up, you guessed it, 78% of the box office revenue for Tomb Raider. So we'll see if that number maybe increases more on the domestic side and kind of evens out. But I'm sure the studio is going to want to see that the international either stays that way or goes up depending on what they do with this movie, depending on what the budget is, and especially after you account for marketing. But we won't have to worry about this one for until a few years as it probably gets scheduling and they'll get scheduling for other cast members and they will be doing production underway in probably a few weeks or maybe even a few months from now into 2020 as the movie isn't coming out until March 19th of 2021. Guys, are you excited about a to another Tomb Raider movie, especially with Alicia Vikander coming back as the title role? Let me know and leave your comments. And finally, guys, as I, as I always do every single week with, an, with new movies coming out in the next few days, especially with Thursday night being the preview screenings for brand new movies, every Wednesday I do a weekend preview of the new films that are coming out into the movie theaters this weekend. And of course, the only major movie coming out this weekend that anybody's going to be paying attention about both in the press and overall around the world is the first movie in the fall movie season and one of the most highly anticipated movies, not just of the fall but of 2019 overall and that is the sequel to the hit 2017 film it it is it chapter two andy muschietti is back in the director's chair with the brand new older cast making up the kids that were in the first one james mcavoy jessica chastain bill Hader, Isaiah mustafa jay ryan james ransone and bill skarsgård's coming back to play the notoriously terrifying pennywise the dancing clown 
And with this one, to me, again, I am not a big horror person. I, and I've said it over the last few months and weeks leading up to this movie. Um, over over the summertime, I try to get into horror movies, and I've enjoyed horror movies. I'm a big scaredy cat, but I've enjoyed them. I think what kind of started me on that was seeing It Chapter 2, which when, I, when it came out in 2017, I had no intention of seeing it whatsoever. But it was more than just a horror movie. It was a thought-felt coming-of-age story. And while this one probably isn't going to be a coming-of-age story because we have older actors playing the, the, the characters in an older sense, this is still, it, it was still an endearing story with horror elements in there, kind of like a Goonies or a Stranger Things with crazier, scarier elements in it. So I'm really interested to see this movie. And even though I probably will be scared and, and jump out of my seat, I still want to see the conclusion of this story that I've been following since the first one in 2017. And I think the cast looks incredible. The trailers have done a great job, I think, of balancing the horror elements that are in the movie along with the heart that accompanied the first one. And there's a lot of writing on this one. I mean, it is the highest grossing R-rated, not even R-rated, horror movie of all time. The first one grossed $700 million. It grossed $126 million domestically in September in opening weekend, breaking a huge box office record in September and domestically for that opening weekend. So people were shocked by that number because people didn't think that was going to happen. Because whenever we think of September, especially at the beginning of September, we always think of it continuing to being a dumping ground for a lot of movies that maybe studios don't think have a great shot of withstanding some of the major releases that happen down the line in the fall season with late September and October and November. So September never really, especially the beginning of September, was never really something to focus on. But when it came out in 2017, it kind of gained a lot of eyes surprisingly a lot of eyes and so for warner brothers there's a lot of pressure that this is a very anticipated movie of the entire year and fandango did a poll recently over the last few days for their fall movie season and they do it every single season where they ask what people's most anticipated movies of the year are and coming in at number one it isn't frozen 2 it isn't joker it isn't terminator it isn't charlie's angels it's it chapter two the movie that kicks off the fall movie season is the most anticipated fall movie of the year. So people are highly excited about this one. So for Warner Brothers, there's a lot of pressure on them that they didn't have that kind of pressure coming into the first movie in 2017. But now they have all kinds of pressure on them. And according to Fandango as well, it is outselling all other horror movies in their pre-sales and Fandango sales cycle, surpassing the first it. And surpassing another movie that came out in this year, Us. And number four is Halloween. And number five is The Nun. But It Chapter 2 is outpacing the first one. So there's a lot of pressure behind this one. And just going off right the bat, when a lot of people look at Rotten Tomatoes, and right now at 71%, it's not reaching the first level. Because I think some people, and, and it seems like with the miniseries that came out in the 1990s, that people always felt that this first that the second half of the, the the book and this didn't really live up to the first part, which I think there seems to be this really big trend with, and, and it's been around for at least the latter half of this decade, this trend of going back to the 80s and nostalgia of a, a Goonies or an E.T. Because we see it with Stranger Things, which that took off to be a pop culture phenomenon. And I think the same thing happened with Ed Chapter 2, where in the book, that 
that timeline where the kids are takes place in the 50s, whereas with the, the It Chapter 1 that happened in 2017, Muschietti and the creative team went in a new direction and went it to the 80s, so when it reached up to It Chapter 2, that it would reach to modern the, the modern time period, really. So for the 80s, I think a lot of people felt that in a way, and they, they like connecting with their childhood again, and they like the horror element. It was, it was a perfect mixture of blend that people didn't see coming, and it came like a thundering storm. So I think for this one, again, there's a lot to live up to. And according to Deadline, right now, It Chapter 2 is estimated to gross worldwide $200 million its opening weekend, with 90 to $100 million domestically set to open here in the United States of America. And then it's supposed to open in 77 markets worldwide this weekend. That includes the United States and Canada. So at, for me, it's an interesting sign to see that there's a decrease in interest here in the U.S., for this movie, however, whereas the U.S. there was a lot of interest and a lot more money coming here domestically in the first one, there's a lot more interest coming worldwide, internationally, than there is in the U.S. for Chapter 2. So I think that's really interesting is that maybe people aren't appeased to the older cast as they were to the, to, to the younger cast, maybe. It is maybe that 80s nostalgia. Maybe it's just that people were overestimating that it can exceed the expectations that really weren't set in the beginning for this movie when it came out in 2017. So, and also, it could be that a runtime is a big thing as well. Whereas the first it clocked in at two, two hours and 15 minutes, this movie is half an hour, 40 minutes longer than the first one, clocking in at two hours and 49 minutes, almost at three hours long. So, Nuschetti isn't just creating a horror film. He's creating something epic, really, when it reaches that kind of time. It's, it's something else. It's not just a horror movie in a way anymore. It's something else entirely so i think and that's something that people have been criticizing about left and right is the runtime whereas something like an avengers endgame where people didn't seem to mind that time being at three hours and a minute clocking in at that time people seem to think that at two hours and 49 minutes that it could have definitely been cut shorter than it really was running at the length time so i think all of these again i don't think it's 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 some negative spots but at the same time i think that this is still going to work out well for It Chapter 2. It's going to be a huge film, a successful film to come out in 2019. I think box office-wise, I think it's going to be a hit film worldwide. It'll be in the top 10 at the box office. There's nothing else quite like it coming out. I think there's a lot of momentum still, whether it is in the U.S. or internationally, coming out for this movie. So I think we're going to have to give It Chapter 2 a huge benefit of the doubt, even though 71%, not as high as the first It, but still in incredible score, on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm going to be seeing it Saturday so I will have a re review for you guys before the weekend is out and Monday hits when the box office numbers come out overall when we finally see how much money if it really does surpass it chapter one again the film comes out in movie theaters worldwide tomorrow it'll, it'll be the preview screenings and then it'll officially come out on Friday September 6th for everyone to finally see Guys, are you excited about It Chapter 2? That is really the only big film that is coming out this weekend. Let me know down below and leave your thoughts. And guys, that's going to be it for this edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. And make sure to follow me on social media on Twitter at Bissell Samuel. It's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L. -S -S -E -E and on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Guys, thank you again so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep on screening.